0: Hey everyone, welcome out to episode 96 of a Nerd name Mark podcast. It's me, it's Mark. And yeah, four more after this to a 100. If you're watching on YouTube, yes, I'm rocking out my Nickelodeon mug with all the classics. We got Cat Dog, Angry Beavers, Ren and Stimpy, uh, the weird ones where they were skateboarding a lot, Are real Monsters, Doug, freaking Rocco's Modern Life. Spongebob, we got the freaking Rugrats on there. Ah, oh, So good. So good. So, not a lot going on. Uh, actually, there is. So, you know, it's Christmas time. End of the year's approaching. 2021 is almost over. Even though I feel like it's still like 20... The beginning of 2020 slash 20... Like, it's been such a crazy year. And it's... One of my least favorite time of the year, cause I'm not a big Christmas person. Okay, I'm not like, oh, yay, police Navidad. Let's, it's snowing. Oh, Christmas tree lights. Mm, yeah, let's get all that. No, that's not how I am. Instead, I'm like, I like Halloween. I like Thanksgiving. I like like Halloween. It's like cool, creepy things and horror and scary movies. Thanksgiving food and food and dessert and then food um definitely a lot of food uh and the christmas type is just like mm, like being from new england but like i'm in southern california it's like in new england it's like oh it's gonna snow you can't do anything so it you know the weather and it's not it's cold and there's not really mm, i don't know christmas seems too too happy of a holiday like you know like people are like overly happy and you're just like how is this person always so overly happy but you know damn well at one point during the day, they are eating pizza rolls and crying. I'm just saying. Because, I mean, I'm not saying I've cried and eat pizza rolls before. But, hey, you know, sometimes being overly happy kind of takes its toll on you emotionally. But Christmas, not really my, my thing. The only thing that's good about Christmas is I can always have my annual debate on social media and with my friends about what is the greatest Christmas movie ever. And, obviously, for me, you gotta throw Gremlins in there. Die Hard. Jingle All the Way. I mean, you know, especially especially Gremlins. Like, that is, like, pivotal Christmas movie. Die Hard, eh. I mean, technically speaking uh, speaking Tim Burton's Batman returns i believe is a christmas movie one of the either batman or batman returns technically was during christmas and a lot of people like well it's not christmas themed so it's not a christmas movie i'm like well it takes place during christmas like home alone people say that's a christmas movie just because they were going on christmas vacation and he was home but like technically speaking it wasn't christmas themed it just so happened to take place during christmas and that's why his family was gone so there's a lot of debate on what is a christmas movie realistically it's just people who don't want to admit that gremlins is the best christmas movie and yeah this update i will definitely going into because there's an episode i already have planned and i've already started like working on the breakdown of everything i will be doing a christmas movie ranking uh special episode uh maybe a guest i don't know yet we're still working out it because of a uh, time change time zone differences Uh, For those of you who are watching on YouTube, hey, thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing also, because I noticed my subscriber count has been going up, and I'm like, ooh, thank you. I appreciate that. For those of you listening, you can't see, but you can see there is a Gundam uh, bag again behind me. Uh, Yes, for the fourth time, I have returned to the uh, Bandai uh, pop-up store here in San Diego, I have gotten some more goodies, uh, not that I needed more goodies, but I definitely needed some more goodies, um, I don't know if I, I think I did my second time I went over there, I did, um, cover it on the podcast, this is my fourth time, the third one I didn't, and because of all the stuff I bought, I don't remember what I got for the third one, um, there's a lot of stuff, like, a lot of stuff, so, uh, there's gonna be, there's gonna be gaps in, when I do videos for stuff that I bought and this one we're gonna be like, well that wasn't it's a like, yeah, not a lot of stuff. Also real quick, I got a haircut. Um, you know. Uh needed it, need to clean up a bit. Was looking a little uh, bummy, so to speak. But we're gonna get into the condom stuff. We're gonna get into our main topic, which is gonna be Spider Man related, honestly. Um, with no was it no way home? Yeah, no way home. Uh, I forget everyone had like home, and it was like homecoming. Yo, why is this person honking the horn? Like, he's like literally parked in front of my apartment complex, just honking his horn. It's like I get it; it's raining, but like, why? Like, wait, you don't got an umbrella? Like, I'm trying to record a podcast here. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I'm about to go outside. Anyone who knows me knows, like, I have—I don't have a temper per se. I can, like, control it now. It's, like, a controlled chaos inside of me, thanks to anger management. Two-time graduate, by the way. And uh, I just, I, I can, like, harness it. But I've been known, even, if, like, when I'm in group, like, audio, like, parties on Xbox or on, like, Discord or this and that, and, like, someone's hard the horn, like, they laughed, because I'll put the headset down, and my mic can pick up a lot of stuff when I have it to certain settings, and you'll, they'll hear me open the door, and they'll just hear me be like, hey, what the F are you doing, like, shut the F up, like, and then I'll, like, do it, and then, like, sometimes the person I'm yelling out to will say something back, and then I have to retort, and then I'll come back, sit down, and, like, everyone's just laughing, because, you know, I'm very witty, I'm very quick on my wits, especially with comebacks, so it's, like, Most of the time, if I yell one time to like someone like, hey, stop honking. Hey, turn down your effing music. Because a lot of people just park in front of the gate because it's gated, but I'm up front. So they'll sit there and blast music while they're waiting to get in the gate. And it's like, why are you blasting freaking music that loud? Like, I never understood the appeal of listening to music really loud in your car. Because it's like, if you can hear it, it's fine. Like, why do you need it louder than that? Then it's distorted and it sounds like trash. Especially because a lot of them don't have a good equalizer and know how to, like, properly adjust audio. But you really can't properly adjust audio in a car to fine-tune it like you could on a computer. So, just saying. No point in having your music that loud. Especially when it's just rattling from the treble and the bass. Like, it's like, that's so stupid. But that's off-topic. Because this person was interrupting my recording. So, talking about Spider-Man. So, with No Way Home coming out this uh, Friday... Or Thursday night for like the, you know, 9 p.m. or 7 p.m. I forgot. So that pause, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, was them honking the horn again. And me deciding if I want to walk the mm, 25 feet to my front door. Open the door. And then yell at this car for honking the horn. And I decided I don't want to. Not no. not yet, not yet. It's getting there, though. So, Spider-Man. Spider-Man is the topic. Because No Way Home is coming out. And I know here in California, I can go to like 7 p.m. showings or 8 p.m. showings. Because they don't do the midnights. So on Thursday, I can go at like 7. Then there's like a 7.30. There's an 8, and 8.30, and a 9 o'clock showing. Usually, there's not one after 9 o'clock now. So, generally speaking, everyone's like, out like you know at the latest by like 12 30 giving like credits and this and that um so with no way home coming out i was like you know what let's revisit spider-man not you know homecoming and far from home we took it back we went to the raimi trilogy that's right and then the freaking amazing spider-man 2 2 film and so the main topic is going to be a lot of spider-man films and me just discussing them and what worked, what didn't work. Especially with the Amazing Spider-Man ones. Because I was a fan of Amazing Spider-Man as a comic book. Like, yes, I read Spectacular and Spider-Man. Like, all of them. But, like, from a comic book standpoint, I think Amazing Spider-Man was, like, pretty damn good. Um, one and two. The Electro design, we'll, we'll get into that. But that's going to be later on. So, it is all Spider-Man related. Spooder-Man, everything. But, but... But 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 but, before we get into Spider Man stuff, let's go over my games, my comics, my Gundam stuff, and sadly, none of my comics are near me that I just got. Like I'm like looking around, like, "Mm, are they? Yeah. So none of them are. Over here, I actually don't know where I put them. I'm actually in the middle of organizing again. I know I organize a lot, but I know what I got. So, uh, I did not buy any comics. <laughs> I did buy a lot of manga though, like manga, manga. I bought a lot, and by a lot I mean like six or seven volumes, which technically is a lot when you think about the fact that most manga the price point is like twelve ninety nine to Nineteen ninety nine, depending on if you're buying like an omnibus, like like a campodium one, or just regular volume. When you think about it, seven or eight is like that's like a huge comic book haul, because most comics are three ninety nine to five ninety nine, depending on the or if you get a special issue, that's seven ninety nine, um, not counting trades. Like, so what do you think about it? The price of one manga realistically is three regular comic books. So if you buy five volumes of manga that's literally like 15 comics right there that is a weird trade-off when you think about it like that is actually no because it's about four yeah it depends on how you do it you got to do total bad but like so getting that much manga is actually kind of like it does i count it as a lot It's not a lot in volume amounts, but it's a lot in money translated to comic book purchases. So, I found the Superwoman in Love, number three. There's only going to be four volumes of this. I've done a YouTube video on it. Um, I like, you know, my tokusatsu-related stuff. I'm not really a fan of the... I guess they call it girl-love manga, um, where it's usually like a female infatuated with another female, this and that. And it's like rom-com style. I'm not actually a fan of that in general. Like, nothing... Against it, it's just usually when I'm getting manga and stuff like that. It's like Yo-Kai Watch, Ultraman, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Super, My Hero, um, Death Note, you know, a lot of weird, like, I guess some of the Legend of Zelda manga. It's like, I'm going for, like, more action-based with some humor. Sometimes, like, rom-coms, but not all the time. So, this was kind of, like, a pleasant surprise for me that, like, I'm actually, like, enjoying it. So I'm definitely going to be looking more into other manga outside of my normal genres I get. Um, I got I finished off the Ultraman manga set, which you got to see behind me that is now uh current. There's no new volume until January, I believe. Speaking of, um Ultraman season 2 is coming to Netflix. That anime, oof, looks so delicious. I can't wait. It's so good. As an Ultraman fan that like i needed it and then i picked up two more volumes of yokai watch uh, i wish i had them over here i'm almost current with that i know there's 18 volumes right now i'm up to about 12 or 13 i'm getting pretty close to finishing what's current they kind of slowed it down where there was like one volume i think there was like this year alone, only, like, two volumes came out. Like, and then there's a break. Like, they aren't consistent with releasing yokai Watch manga, even since it was... Because, what do you think about it? They're all 18 volumes in, and that manga started years ago. So, I don't know what the deal is with it. Um, I still don't even know what the deal is with the, the Switch game coming over to the States. It's been over two years since they said that they were looking into a localization, English translation of it. I have the Japanese version of it. Um, I know enough uh, Kanji and of hiragana to actually be able to read most of the menus and dialogue. But it would be nice from a casual, relaxing standpoint to just have it translated finally and brought over. That's besides the point. So, um, obviously I didn't get any comics this week. Um, I didn't have time. At the time of recording this, I haven't even gone to the comic book store. Um, And, yeah, it's... I've already talked about it before with, like, my pull list and this and that. And, like, cutting down on a lot of comics. So, it's, like, I'm not getting much anyways if I go in. I'm maybe getting four or five issues. And not even four or five a week. Like, maybe at most I'll get ten comics a month now. And, I mean, it's not bad, okay? I'm saving money. And I'm still getting trades when they come out. I'm just being more aware of... How much? How many comics I have? My collection, and what I want to read. Like, I have friends that I talk to all the time, and they're just like, "Yeah, I'm collecting these, and it's like these these runs." I'm like, "Oh, cool. Are you reading them?" They're like, "No," and I'm like, well, "Why?" They're like, "I'm collecting them because the set is worth this, or the set's gonna sell for that." And I'm like, "You buy comics and don't read them, like at all. Like, you don't even get like variant cover and like save the variant cover, or read the regular one." They're like, "No," I'm like. But okay, I have a friend who pulled all the Hickman X-Men, did not read any of them, didn't read House, Powers of X, or anything, especially House and Powers of X, like he was buying all the connecting covers, because I was buying them, if you followed me on social media or you see anyone, and I don't think I was doing video versions at the time, but I was getting all the House and Power of X connecting variants, and they were delicious, they looked so good, I had a friend pulling them too, but the is I was reading the, the regular base covers. He wasn't reading any of them. He was just like, yo, these covers are sick. All these X-Men. That's going to that's gonna cater to the X-Men fans on eBay. And people are going to buy them. I'm like, okay, if you say so. And what happened was, tried to start selling them. Was literally getting cover price. If he was lucky. Like, I sold one set of two of the connecting variants. Because I am was trying to free up some space. And I didn't care like, what I got for them, as long as I got more than cover price, I didn't care, um, because obviously, I don't, I don't resell, I'm not a comic book reseller, unless, like, you know, something happens, or, like, an emergency, like, there's like, when the pandemic first started, I had to go into some, my key issue box, because I didn't know what was going to happen with money, and how I'm paying rent, and bills, and, you know, I got, I got to survive, I got to feed my pet, you know, that's, and so, I, um, you know, I went to the, I went into the, the key issue long box and I was like, all right, who's going to, who's going to pay my phone bill and my cable bill and some of my rent and, you know, I need groceries. Like what's what, let's see what we can pull out of the box. And, you know, I had to go, I had to go into the box thing, you know, a couple times and you know, it, it that's the, the emergencies, rainy days, like obviously did not touch the walking dead complete run. I still got that one to the end. All first prints, near mint conditioned, smoking, pet free environment, because those are not here with me. Those are back home in the very, very, very secure, airlocked totes, in a safe, dry environment. And then you know, I got my Amazing Fantasies 15. I got, you know, a couple of the keys for detective comics and action comics. I got some key X-Men, I got some key Hulks. Got a couple key Captain Americas. You know. Got a couple key Green Lanterns. Superman. Like. I got a lot of keys. Issues. A lot of first appearances. And a lot of like complete runs of certain things that are like really good. And then I got some good graded. Some good you know. Some good nine point. I even got some 4.2s. 4. 4.5s. 4. That are just. Chef's kiss for deliciousness value. But those are all rainy day comics. I never. Got those to sell. So. You know, my friend, he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm not getting anything for these. are trash, that's and that. And, you know, I'm like, well, you're buying for the wrong reasons. Like, the comic book market in general right now, sales have dropped. A lot. And I'm not talking, like, all the other YouTubers you see out there that are just like, well, the comic books are getting woke. And no one wants to read woke comic books. That's what they sound like, honestly. It's like, get woke, go broke. It's like, oh... Shut the fuck up. It's like, comic books have been, quote, unquote, this woke for so long. Like, they've been so diverse. They have been diverse since they started comic books. So, I'm just like, bro, shut the fuck up. That's it. Just shut the fuck up. So, comic book sales are down, okay? I get that. So, reselling is down. But you're for newer comics, like, if you're collecting new runs, you're not going to get a return on investment right now, Okay? There's no ROI on new runs right now. Unless you're getting like crane, virgin variants signed and this, that. that's different. Getting things signed and graded is different. I'm saying from you go in a store, you buy a comic book cover, like a variant, like a cover B or a cover C or a one in store variant. Right off the bat, you, a month later, you might be able to get double your money. Maybe if it's a low-end one, if it's like a $4 cover, you might be able to get 10, 15. But if you're buying like the one one hundred. The one in 100, one in 150, one in 250, uh, that's not going to double. It's not going to be a $500 comic book a month later. It might go up from like 250 to like 275, maybe 300 if you're lucky. But getting assigned and graded and that, like that's different, okay? That's a different horse in the race. But just from a base cover, boarded and bagged, obviously boarded and bagged. If you don't board and bag your comic books, what is wrong with you? You're a sociopath. Just saying. I know people who don't board and bag their comics, and I'm just like, who hurt you? Why won't you bag your comics and put a board on there? Talking to your mom with your 1961 to 1965 complete run of Archie comics, not boarded and bagged? <sighs> Luckily, they're in a better place now with me, boarded and bagged safely, properly. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to this whole, like, My Mom is a Nerd episode. It's way back in, like, 2019, around, like, September-ish. So, it's within the first, like, dozen or so episodes I did of the podcast. And, yeah. So, you know, newer. So, I don't. So, this is me. Like, right now, my, my pull list is cut down. And guess what? I'm okay with that. Because I'm not reselling anything. I'm. I'm not pulling to sell, I'm pulling what I read, that's why it's like, you know, I got Donny Cates Thor, and like, Donny Cates Crossover, and Donny Cates Hulk, and <laughs> anything Donny Cates is writing, and then Kyle Higgins, I got Radiant Black, and, you know, whatever future ones he has coming out, I just have him written down on my pull list at the other thing, Kyle Higgins, that's all it says, and then, the beta draft, the comic book shop's like, so, you're subscribed to this, it just says Kyle Higgins, and I'm like, yeah, and anything that says Donny Cates, I'm like, yeah, and are like, so, was there something specific, I'm like, yeah, I so them. And they're like, what? I'm like, anything they write, put it right in my box. And they like, also have Hickman. I'm like, yep. And Ryan Parrott. I'm like, yep. And Santa Grace. I'm like, yep. And they're like, but then you wrote down Miles Morales Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, Miles Morales good. I don't care who writes it. Like I'm at or whoever I don't care who's writing it right now because I have like so many Spider-Man runs I'm reading right now, like older ones too. And I'm like, uh, yeah, no, maybe Spider-Man. And they're like, do you want Thor anymore? I'm like, I don't know. Is Danny Kate still writing it? Like, I think so. It's like, okay. When he's not put one issue after he leaves, so I can see where it's going. If it's good, I'll keep it. Then I have, you know, my Mighty Morphin and my Power Rangers. Uh, Something is Killing the Children. And then that other spinoff on the Slaughterhouse, which is really good. If you haven't checked that out, that's good. Then I get a few video game related ones that aren't consistent. So like Life is Strange um, is the main one. Because not a lot of other video games are getting right now. There was supposed to be another run of the Division comics, I think. And we only got the three arc one. And that like, two like a year, two years ago. And that was it. We haven't gotten anything since, which is annoying. Because it was a good three-issue arc. Uh, the world building is really good for the Division and the comics. And then... You know, I get the Life is Strange... Or not Life is Strange. I already said Life is Strange. Stranger Things. Because those are great comics and then i get a few other ones um i don't pull green lantern anymore i don't um just hasn't been good writing lately honestly and uh, for batman related stuff and snap, i'm waiting for trades i don't i don't pull batman weekly anymore um or Shazam even i stopped Shazam cuz they were so inconsistent with the way they were releasing issues i was like you know what just take Shazam off the list i don't even watch Shazam anymore and that's a lot for me because I'm a huge Shazam fan. Like, there's a lot of comic book characters I was a fan of way back when I was a young lad. I liked Captain Marvel, Shazam, uh, Green Lantern, obviously, Aquaman, always been an Aquaman fan. Aquaman, even when I was a kid, I thought it was cool. Um, Not corny, not, not the butt of the jokes. I actually thought Aquaman was, like, super badass. And I thought, like, he could probably beat everybody. And then later on, we saw with, you know jim lee doing the artwork and when he was working on justice league we got aquaman basically beating down batman superman and wonder woman and that's one of my favorite runs because it was around the time they were doing the whole throne of atlantis stuff and then it was the whole thing of who's gonna be the head of the justice league and it was like kind of between aquaman and batman really good run if you haven't checked it out definitely go look into it but that's it for comic book talk that's it for my little comic book section so to speak uh video games not a lot halo infinite campaign it's gorgeous i have it loaded up on my monitor right over here uh i've been playing it also on the tv on the xbox but i also have a game pass ultimate got it loaded up on the pc right here so good i love halo so much one of my favorite franchises um there is going to be a special halo episode i am waiting until i finish the campaign that i can talk about it because i've already played a lot of the multiplayer because the multiplayer has been out for about two weeks now um, but yeah the campaign delicious I know it's been out for a couple days, like four or five days now. I just haven't really had time to fully dive into it because of work and everything else going on. So, mainly Halo Infinite. Uh, also, on the Switch, uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond finally beat the Elite Four. And working on the Sinnoh Pokédex so I can get the national decks and I can open up some more post-game content. And also... Monster Rancher One and Two DX is officially out. Came out on the eighth, and it is delicious. You can it's available on Steam or the Switch. It's twenty nine ninety nine. It's worth it. That's fifteen dollars a game. They it's a direct port. Like they polished it a bit, but it's not like a remaster or anything. It still runs like non widescreen, like boxed, like was it the four by three ratio? Um, it just has the little 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 designs around the side bars where it would have been widescreen. Um it's very nostalgic, very very entertaining and I miss those games. I forgot the, how good it was to go back there and get a music CD and put it in and boom, get a monster. Now you get to go through a library of songs and stuff like that. So, it's pretty cool. If you're a fan of Monster Rancher and you remember it or you don't remember it but you know you played it, definitely go check it out. It's worth the price. Uh hopefully if it sells well this I'm hoping this leads to like a full like a new like game altogether or a remaster, like an actual legit from the ground up rebuilt game. But yeah, so that's it. Games, comics, da-da. Now let's just go over really quickly the Gundam box. Now, a lot of people, not a lot, a few people, little trolls on the internet have been saying that I'm just reusing the same Gundam box and I'm just buying stuff online. Um, All of them say limited item, which you can only get in And every time you go to them, you get a limited pin, so I got this one. You can't really see it that well, but I have four different pins, one for each visit. Now there's six pins total, so obviously I have two more trips to make. It's not even that far, anyways. It's like fourteen miles, fifteen miles away, or so. I don't know, uh, but yeah. And I'm going to be building some of these on stream. So first up, I got the cross silhouette frame for Zaku 2. It's a clear color. Um, I've been really getting into the SD Gundams and the SD World Heroes. Um, And there's some stuff that's not from there. I just use this bag. So I did get a couple more of the G-Frames. I got the... RGM79GS command and then I got the MS08TX free custom. Then we got some more nano blocks too while we were there at Tokyo Central. I got the Donpen Tokyo Central exclusive nano block. Then I got myself a Venusaur and a Charmander. So we're continuing the Pokémon nano block. And then back to the gundams so i got this hello kitty zaku this is the sd gundam cross silhouettes so it's a clear color one the cool thing about this one is you can either i think you get to make each one of them separate and then you can actually make it so hello kitty has the zaku armor on top but it's clear so the armor will be clear over a regular like you know white hello kitty I'm curious as to how that's going to turn out. That's another one I'm going to be making. And then lastly, from, and that's also another uh, SD uh, Gundam. And then another one from SD Gundams, because I like, I just like the SD Gundams. This is my uh, V Gundam versus uh, uh, Sazabi set. And this is a, another clear one. It's the RX-93 and the MSN-04. Uh, I love the clear color ones. Like they're so good. I I don't know why. I never liked the clear color ones in the past. I never was a fan of them. I was always a fan of the SD Gundams. So um, when I used to go to the store uh, as a kid, there was a lot of hobby stores, even Walmart. the scent they would carry the SD Gundams. Like I feel like you know, and they were they were they were good. I used to get them because they were easy to make. They were easy to make. And they felt more sturdy than a full-fledged, like, 1144 144 scale or 1-100 scale. So that's why I really enjoyed those ones. And now that I have more space and I'm getting back in a building again, because, like I said, an older podcast during the pandemic and the quarantine, I got back into model kit building thanks to Target carrying them, because there's nowhere else I could really go. And I will say... Um, it's been fun getting back into Gundams. I also attribute it to like my Sotos and everything else. Just building figures and models and this and that. Like in a stressful time, that makes me relaxed. I get so relaxed after that. I take a nice nap or I go to bed after and I'm just like, ooh. I was like, that was so good. So good. But that's it for my Gundam stuff. Uh, I also finally, uh, let me see. Go, I finally got. From my, uh, from Zenkaiger. I finally got my Girtlinger, by the way. For the Toku fans out there, don't worry, Toku fans. I haven't forgot about you guys. Obviously, we love our Toku here. I mean, a majority of my collection is Toku related. And, yeah. So, I did get my Geertlinger, finally, from Super Sentai, which is, um, Zenkaiser. And, yeah. It's so, it's so cool. I love it. You can actually see it right here behind the box. Like, it's... It's actually really cool to have. I'm going to be streaming, building some of the mini-plaws from that. Um, soon, actually. Probably after I'm done recording this. And, yeah. Whew. Okay. Alright, and on to the main topic, which is Spider-Man. I had to uh, fix my light really quick and take a phone call. So, I had to, uh, So everything's going to be a little bit more brighter now. Because my light died, so I had to plug it in directly. And when it has power to it, it's bright. So, with... Uh, no way home, or, yeah, no way home, you know, coming out, I was like, hey, I'm gonna watch, we're gonna watch some Spider-Man, and, man, I forgot how good the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films were, I mean, three, mm, I had some issues with it, obviously, the Venom side of things, but other than that, like, I thought casting choices were pretty spot-on for all three films, to an extent, um, man, those Raimi films, oof, I, I, forgot how good Willem Dafoe was in the first Spider-Man film. Like, so good. And then in Spider-Man 2, him talking to Harry as, like, ghost, because Harry's also, like, kind of losing it a bit. But, man, in the first one, Willem Dafoe carried that film. I also like how, like, you know, everyone talks about, like, comic book movies being grounded and dark and gritty and this that, but, like, Spider- the, the first two Raimi films were so grounded with, like, peter parker's story that yeah, spider-man was there like as you know spider-man the, the main you know hero but like the peter parker elements of it were just so well written Produ- toby mcguire killed it i forgot like I, and they aged well too like watching them and like you know uh, on blu-ray that's that they look so good still and something about them like just really translated like from a comic book standpoint i was like man these are they are top tier films, and then you get into Doc Ock and the second one. Perfect casting again. Like there was something good about how the balance of all these different characters, like uh, like the whole entire time frame, we had like Aunt May's story, we had Peter Parker, we had Spider Man, we had everything with Oscorp and Willem Dafoe. Harry was thrown in there. You had the MJ story. There was a good balance, and it's something that like not a lot of comic book movies can do. Balancing that many technically lead characters. It still sell, tell, tell an overall comic book film story, and then going into two, two is the same way. And you got to see kind of like the next iteration. Like you got Peter Parker in the first one in high school. Now we got him in college and balance. Like there, there's something cool about watching in a movie like Peter Parker balancing going to school, trying to you know keep a job. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me trying to, you know, be Spider-Man, and you forget, like, I completely forgot, I don't know why, I thought he gave up being Spider-Man in Spider-Man 3, not Spider-Man 2, so going through that whole arc of him not being Spider-Man, regaining balance in his life, and I was like, wow, I was like, this is, like, so good, and then fucking J. Jonah Jameson, like, oh my god so like in the second one when spider-man gave up he's like where's spider like you know he's like man crimes up this and that and all of a sudden like spider-man suits on his wall this and that and like you know it gets taken and like mid-sentence he's like he's a menace he's a thief he's like front page cover and i'm like "Ah!" i was like that change mid-sentence being like missing spider-man then right to he's a criminal and i was like man there's so, so many subtle things then also bruce campbell's cameo in each one and i was always hard pressed because i remember in the games you know he did the um, Bruce Campbell did the voice of Mysterio, and I was always hoping, like, because like in a subtle way, him being these different characters in each one of the Raimi films, that like it would have led to him being Mysterio. Like this whole entire time, he was like the master, the master of illusions. So he's like a different person every film. Um, but yeah, it was really good in Spider Man Three. I think um, Sandman story arc was really good in that one. Um, the Venom side of things was like. Okay, so if the suit design was changed for Venom, uh, you know, Topher Grace kind of bulked up a bit. But I get they wanted kind of like that doppelganger effect, so they wanted Venom to be kind of like a mirror image of Spider-Man, so this they got some of the same build, same size, this and that. But I thought from an Eddie Brock acting standpoint, Topher Grace did a really good job acting as Eddie Brock. Um, but... The suit design, and everything else kind of like killed it. And then we had the hobgoblin, which, because that's what Goblin, he's the hobgoblin. Okay. And I think some of the, that felt really rushed um, with James Franco's character. But when he was being kind of like that douche, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought it was very entertaining. I thought he did a good job. Could have been far worse than it was. But no, I actually, Thought it was really good um and there was this whole like the trilogy as a whole like i'm still mad we didn't get four because the the rumor was uh john malkovich was gonna be vulture and i was always like ooh, vulture i want vulture in a film obviously we got it back in homecoming later 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 on but before we got the homecoming, we had the amazing Spider-Man films. And I think my issue with the Amazing Spider-Man was there was too much going on, and a lot of stuff was kind of like nipped. I get it. They couldn't do that. They didn't want to like go revisit the whole Mary Jane story um, so they, Gwen Stacy, um, and casting choices and all these, once again, really good, um, we had the lizard, Dr. Connors in the first one, I thought that was really cool, uh, could have did with, they could have kept the lab coat and the, the shorts more to that, um, definitely like visually very good a lot of i realized a lot of the scenes at night like a lot of the com, like a lot of stuff was happening at night and very like dark but i didn't mind it i thought andrew garfield did a really good job with high school peter parker like that more sarcastic like hey because let's face it if you're like a nerdy little like kid in high school who doesn't really isn't good with social skills or indications and you get these powers you know damn well you're gonna like kind of like get a little bit of a little 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 ego to you, a little little more sarcastic, a little more wit, because you now know, hey, I'm untouchable. So I did like his start for his attitude and his like charisma coming out like over time in the first movie. Um, and I thought the first movie was actually really good. I think from all the action sequences, cinematography, that's not really good film. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, the second one, man, other than Electro's design and the kid playing Harry Osborne, the one from, um, oh, what was that? It was that weird movie, um, Chronicles, like I thought he was good in Chronicles and, um, I think he did an all right Harry Osborn, but when he became the goblin, it was kind of just like. No, I just. Mm. But the one thing we did get, though, we got the, the Gwen Stacy death. Like, I didn't think they'd ever do that in a Spider Man film. I legitimately, wholeheartedly, did not think they were gonna. And there was the second movie. I feel like was more setting up the Sinister Six and everything else more than just trying to like make it its own thing, its own movie, its own you know, continuous story. They were trying too hard to set up more stuff um like we you know we had rhino at the end and like really quickly which everything about that rhino design i hated 100 percent, except for the actor i think it was like paul giamatti like i was like okay i'm okay with him being rhino i'm okay with this completely but the design everything else was just uh i hated it um jamie fox's electro cool but then he got blue skin and i was like blue skin hmm not nah, it it's it didn't it, it, it look too wonky and also a lot of the combat sequences with that were too cgi heavy so it kind of like took me out of it whereas with yeah in the raimi ones there was a lot you know cg but man like when you go back to the first film and you watch the the fight between goblin and spider-man and it's just very close quarters hand-to-hand not a lot of special effects very dialogue throughout it and emotion in it and it was so good same with uh, dr octopus obviously they had to use cg for like the the tentacles and this and that but it was just so a lot of the fights were just very close zoomed in on like from you know torso up to head not a lot of pan out shots with a lot of cg and it can't and it's like the grounded effect of it it was very grounded very realistic the amazing spider-man they up the the special effects and well, I can appreciate the budget and the time and the care and the energy that goes into making that, just didn't do it for me. And then we have Homecoming, um, the MCU Spider Man. I'm I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. Like, I think villain casting has been so good. I mean, Michael Keaton as Vulture, I think Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio was so good. Um, and they handled the whole post Tony Stark thing very well in um the new mcu spider-man um aunt may not a fan of at all like not nothing to do with the actress just a story-wise it's just like i get it we can't have the same aunt may who's like older and just you know not you know i don't know they have a younger more active aunt may which you know i think it was ultimate spider-man um, had an Aunt May that was, like, not elderly and was a little more active. I know they did it in the um, Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon from Disney, which was, like, on D- Disney DX or something. They had her as, like, she was very active. She was, like, sportsy. She was going out mountain climbing and all this other stuff and hiking and very, very active. So I was like, all right, it's a different iteration of Aunt May. We don't need the same retelling. But when you go back and you watch Spider-Man, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, and you see, especially at the first one, when, you know, Peter Parker's going out at night and coming back, and he's supposed to get the eggs, and he comes back, and he doesn't have the eggs, and, you know, he just checks the fridge, this and that, and Aunt is like, digging into him, and, like, that was such good acting. Those scenes were just so good and just, like, raw, and I was like, yeah, and now in the MCU, I'm like, all right, are we supposed to be like, ooh, Aunt May, how's it going? Because that's not, I don't know. Also, I think they relied too heavily on Tony Stark for a lot of stuff, and I get it, because even in the comics, like, Peter Parker's a Tony Stark fanboy, if you go deep-dive into the comics, post, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 700, when we get into Superior Spider-Man, when Doc Ock is now in Peter Parker's body, um, you know, he starts Parker Industries, he's, you know... A Playboy philanthropist, all this other stuff, you know, the spiel, he's basically diet Tony Stark, or Tony Stark zero sugar, and, from that standpoint, in those regards, I'm like, okay, I get, you know, the Tony Stark elements of it, um, I just think, from a Spider-Man standpoint, with the MCU, it's just like, okay, his friends, like, no, like, like, one of his friends know, like, halfway through the first movie, Spider-Man, and then Far From Home, by the end of that, you know, more, more of his friends know, and it's just, like, mostly, it's, like, and then, obviously, it's no secret, because everyone, like, gets put out that his whole spiel, he is Peter Parker's Spider-Man, and that's what we're getting with No Way Home, by the way, I'm not going to spoil No Way Home when it comes out, if you spoil No Way Home, you're a dick, end of the discussion, you're just a dick, okay, a lot of people have been waiting for this, there's a lot of Spider-Man fans who we haven't had an actual, like, decent trilogy for Spider-Man. Okay, let's face it. The third made me film was, you know, what it was. It happened. Um, I don't hate it, hate it, but it could have been a lot better. Um, and Amazing Spider-Man never got the third film it deserved. But, you know, with the MCU Spider-Man, you know, this is how many films now? Because he was in uh, Civil War. He was in infinity war came back in silver uh end game you know then he had his two so he's been in a lot of films now and i think it's at the point now where this standalone because i don't know if he's gonna if the mcu if after this one like spider-man's still like an mcu or is he taking a break i don't know what's going on with that um i mean they, they set up so much stuff right now with the sony spider Mans. i mean we are I assume we're still going to get Sinister Six. I don't know if we're getting a standalone film for that. Um, You know, we have two Venom films. Morbius is coming out next month, which I'm genuinely excited for. Like, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Morbius. I actually like Morbius, I think, from a comic book standpoint. And, in you know, the animated Spider-Man show in the 90s, this and that. It sets up a chance to, you know, we can bring in Blade, Punisher. Like, this leads into a lot of things going forward for a shared spider-man universe even though some of them are marvel some of them are sony i don't know what's going on with that i don't follow any of that stuff anymore but you know i think and i'm not really i'm not really going to talk about like the mcu spider mans much i'm not going to go into the films i already, you know i kind of said my spiel on it because like if you've seen them you've seen them you know but and they're newer so it wasn't like i had to go back like i wonder what happened in those it's like no i genuinely was like i haven't watched the Raimi trilogy or Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 in a long time. Let me check those out. But yeah, that's I'm I'm excited for No Way Home. I really want to see that. I can't wait. I'm probably gonna go see it over the weekend. Um definitely gonna be avoiding spoilers. But even I like how a part of their campaign is like, don't spoil anything now, which I really enjoy. I feel like a lot of people just Especially with the internet, they don't care to spoil things. They don't care if people want to wait and enjoy things. Everyone wants to, like, instantly be like, oh my god, this happened, I can't believe it. It's like, cool, you can't believe it, keep it to your fucking self. That's it. But, yeah, that's it for episode 96 of a Nerd Named Mark podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, I thank you guys for watching. Please subscribe to the channel for more videos of other stuff. And if you're listening to this, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star review, leave me a little review. You know what I'm saying? A little review, my hair is um, acting up because... It's raining out and I got my hair wet I'm going to get the mail. Uh, so, yeah, if you go to anchor.fm, you can find under the podcast. I got little links that tell you what podcast streaming platform it's available on. So, you can listen to it on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, obviously, I've already mentioned, um, Podcast Republic. There's a whole slew of lists. So, you can just go to anchor.fm under the podcast. Um, I got the links in all the descriptions of everything, and on social media, nerd name Mark. Click on the link, you can see everywhere it goes. You can see, you know, where you can listen to it, where you can watch it. Obviously, YouTube. On my social medias, I post a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff when I'm in between recordings every week. So you'll see, like, new hauls, stuff I don't talk about on the podcast, comp book covers, new collectibles, because I don't go over everything in the episodes, because that's a lot, and that could be take a lot of time. So I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for watching. This has been episode 96 of our Nerd Name Mark podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm a nerd.